User Grindstaff Publishing Audio Files. Room to Rome, Chapter 4, Sweden, Part 1. With darkness not far away, Reed and I hurried along the waterway and into the business district of Stockholm on a Saturday night. Along crowded streets and down into even busier underground systems, we fought our way to the large arena situated just outside the downtown area of the city. As we tried exiting the underground, a swarm of people were making their way down into the tunnels blocking us off from the world above. We stood along the wall as hundreds of people squeezed through the turnstiles and pushed their way into the escalators. Biding our time, we finally found a hole in the swarm and pushed our way through into the streets only to be met with more people in a steady stream coming from the arena that was our home for the night. The crowd turned out to be U2 fans erupting from the sold out arena. With much avoidance, we eventually entered the now-empty arena and made our way to the American-style bar housed underneath the stage made to look like a stereotypical sports bar a person might find on the east coast of the USA. Confidently walking to the bar, we asked the bartender for directions on how to get to our hostel. With a look of, oh, so you don't know, on his face, the nice man showed us out into the hallway to a row of sleep capsules. Within a few minutes, he showed us how to work the New Age hostels which are the size of most center closets. With key cards in hand, Reed and I sat at the opening of our capsule and smiled at how ridiculously small it was. Making the best of the situation, I claimed the top bunk and crawled into it while Reed sat on the bottom bunk. For all intents and purposes, it was cozy and would definitely suffice for the night. Without much entertainment, we left our small sleep pods and went in search of beer. A gas station was close and we grabbed a couple of low-alcohol lagers, the standard it seemed in Scandinavia after dark, and brought them back to the arena. As part of the hostels, see broom cupboard, amenities, a corner of the hallway, the same hallway bar patrons would traverse to use the restroom, was fitted with a couple of lawn chairs and a table. Not thinking ourselves too fancy for the situation, we sat in the corner and drank our beers, laughing at the absurdity of it all. If I had been alone and been surprised with the sleep capsules, I would have been all out of whack, but with a travel companion, especially one with as relaxed demeanor as Reed, it was easy to let the unwelcome surprise turn to a situation of learning and laughter. Stockholm met us with gray clouds as we emerged from our sleep pods and left the arena on our way to the medieval district of Galmastan. As we walked along the pastel-colored buildings with their sharp features and dark-pointed roofs, we joked about our strange sleeping arrangements and betted on the fact that they probably wouldn't be beat as far as interesting hostels was concerned. The rain was coming down quite intensely and made the few people meandering through the medieval district with their characteristically northern European dark clothes and straight faces seem hard yet charming and welcoming. I couldn't help but notice the attractiveness of all those around us. The young women with their blonde hair and tight-fitting black outfits held hands with tall, blonde, sharp-jawed partners in equally tight trousers, and they walked down the sidewalks like it was a sopping, wet catwalk, and we were the commoners set to gaze at their dashing good looks. These couples were everywhere, and it was difficult not to take notice of them and their looks, and the confidence radiating from their tight cores. We walked the cobbled streets of the medieval district, winding around black iron-topped buildings with sharp spires and shops tucked into nooks with throngs of tourists eating and gazing in every window. The rain subsided, and we trudged on and on until we found ourselves in a residential area across one of the many bridges from the central area which gave a fine view of the Galmastan. Following brightly colored graffiti, 
We sit atop a large rock and watch the small people walk around and stare at the medieval buildings as the river gently rolled along underneath the skies with clouds parting and a warm Swedish sun soaking us with rays which did their best to push away the rainy gloom of that late September day. There is much to be said of getting away from the tourist traps and heady architecture of a beautiful city and reaching out into the faceless residential areas and seeing what the locals experience in their everyday lives. The rest of that beautiful sunlight was spent walking along the river and back through the city's innards until we found a theme park area. Not wanting to pay the entrance fee, we watched from afar at the tall rides and classic field of plays until we became hungry and found ourselves at a tightly packed brewery along a cobblestone street. The brewery was absolutely amazing with their selection of sour beers and stouts with pizza and calzones and a young crowd beaming with energy and excitement, which can only happen when like-minded people get together in a tight group and imbibe in elixirs and make us truly human, intoxicants of your choosing. My companion and I relished in the beauty of the brew and had pint after pint with our conversation reaching peaks of liveliness and our plans of the future more grandiose. Our time together had already passed a halfway point, but it didn't matter, not that night. What mattered was where we were. Back in America, nestled in the middle of rural Oregon, drinking beers in the middle of a thousand-acre hop farm, we dreamt about nights like that. Could have only dreamt because the actual experience of that brewery in Stockholm was the epitome of what I believe travel to be. A true experience no amount of money or tour guides could give. After a few hours, we emerged from our beer haven and took in the night's air crisp and cool with a bit of salt from the ocean just there in the blackness of night. The cobblestones felt proper instead of awkward, and the buildings all around us felt familiar as we walked down toward the docks to board our hostel for the night. Our boat hostel was similar to the one we stayed in back in Finland, only much smaller and better kept. With the buzz of the brewery still floating our heads, we dropped our bags in the small cabin, this time having to share a space, and ascended to the top of deck of the boat. Opening the hatch, we walked out onto the deck to crisscrossing strands with large bulb lights casting a warm glow between the boat's smokestacks and a magnificent view of the city of Stockholm at night with its lights sparkling in the distance. Conversation ensued as we sat in the lounge chairs talking about our travels and how lucky we were to have actually done such an amazing trip. We talked of beers and the sights we had seen, the beauty of the Swedish girls in their short black skirts, and the history of the area and how little we knew about what we were surrounded by. The hour turned late and we found our way back to the small cabin we were to call home for the night. Like usual, I climbed to the top bunk and the lights went out and my brain was buzzing, not from the alcohol, but from the pure joy and realization that we were truly present, truly in the moment, living every second and not letting even one go to waste. It was a mindset I had hoped I would find along this trip, and it was one that I was lucky enough to experience every day. End of chapter.